Hi, friend. You are listening to Boldly Created Podcast. Join your favorite duo as they bring on guests from all walks of life and allow you to feel like you are sitting with your besties chatting about life, Jesus, and navigating your 20s. Check in weekly for new episodes and laughs. Now grab your favorite drink and sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Boldly Created Podcast. You guys, we're so glad you tuned in today. We have got some awesome guests in store for you today. With everyone going back to school and especially for our college friends, this one is for you if you have a sister that maybe is coming to college with you or one that you had to leave back at home. We are talking about sisterhood with Carmen and Calista Gallagher today. This one is so special. You can just feel the connection between these two. They are so sweet and they are so precious and it is evident how strong their sisterhood is. So without further ado, here is Calista and Carmen. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Boldly Created Podcast. We are so glad you tuned in today and we have some really special guests on today. So make sure you stick around. (laughs) Yes, we have two sisters and they, of course, went to Western, go to (laughs) Western and we met them through none other than the Bridge Church because this is the Bridge Church season. Yeah, We are so excited to have them. I'm really excited. I love them both so much. They're so cute, so quirky, and I'm just really excited to get to talk about sisterhood with them, but I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Carmen, um, and we're both from Vermont. Hi, I'm Kristen, and I'm the older sister. (laughs) (laughs) They both, well, Calista just graduated, with Lily and I, and then Carmen, you're junior? Yeah, about to be junior. That's crazy. Wow. So let's just kind of jump in with the BC question. We asked all our first-time guests this question. What would you tell your BC self, your before Christ self? Um, I guess I'll go first. I would say that you just, like, you don't have to go through life on your own, and God is for you, and um, I would say that uh, we went through Catholic school um, and I went once a week and I knew who God was, but I didn't really have that relationship with him. So I guess I would just tell myself like, you know, God is there for you and he wants a relationship with you and he's going to heal you and help you with everything you need. And you're not by yourself. You're not on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, mine's pretty similar. Um like I said, we grew up Catholic, and so we always, like, you know, knew God or knew of God, um, but it was more of, like, a religion-based versus, like, a relationship with God, um, and so it was more just, like, you know, like, you have to go to church, and you have to do this and do that, um, and more of, like, a set of rules that would kind of get you close to God, um, and so it wasn't, like, a genuine, like, personal relationship, and I really got that when I went to college and went to the Bridge Church for the mm-hmm. first time, which was really great and kind of had that more of, like, um, switch to being more of a personal relationship with God mm-hmm. and one piece of advice I would give myself was just like do not worry like mm-hmm. all worrying does is just like steal your peace steal your joy mm-hmm. um hold you back from opportunities even like mess up some opportunities just because like it just doesn't do any good to yeah. ever be worried about something mm-hmm. um so that'd be the biggest piece of advice is just like girl do not worry like God's <laughs> got you oh, I love everything I love you're it. worried about working out you can't see it um and yeah like again this worrying does not any good and god's got a great plan for you going off your bc answers you guys mentioned that you were in catholic school and that you were catholic how more this is more for calista first but 
were you a part, like, were you Catholic up until you were a senior in high school? Um, I would say, I mean, like we went, so we were confirmed, like how it works is you go to like, um, religion class every Sunday night mm. from like first grade to when you're 16. And we, most of the people honestly were there just because like their parents kind of made them go. Mm. And truthfully, that's kind of why I went. I didn't really yeah. understand, but you know, having a personal relationship with God, it was more based on just like, okay, these are all the rules you have to follow. And it was never like, we would ever, we would never pray together. Um, we would never like really go through something that we do at bridge where you all pray together and you pray for each other and you just have that community. It was more just like, here's a textbook. We're going to go through some points Mm -hmm. and then for like 45 minutes and everyone goes home. And so I kind of felt like I never really had that like Christian community where I actually got to see like, wow, like all these people have a personal relationship with God. Like I want that. Um, But I will say that before I went to Western, I definitely had like moments where I encountered God Um, So it was never really like an issue of, I don't believe in God. It was more of like, I believe in God. I've had these encounters with him, but I have never really had like someone kind of discipling me and like Mm -hmm. showing me and teaching me like the word, like I'd never read the Bible um, until Mm -hmm. I was, went to Western and um, started going to the bridge. So I didn't really know like God's word. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's really when I started having a personal relationship with him and really was like, wow, I can have a personal relationship with him and I can know him through the Bible and I can know him through other people's testimonies and it's not just like workspace or you know here's a here's a scripture we're going to talk about it maybe for like a couple minutes but then all right here's all the things you need to do to repent and here's all the things you need to do better at um mm-hmm. so I guess that was mostly my experience with it like I said it was more of like a based um almost like a disciplinary thing, um, just like very religion based versus like coming to the bridge and getting to actually mm-hmm. open the Bible for myself and be like, wow, like this is who Jesus was. This is who God says he is. This is what he says about me. And really get to have that personal relationship with God kind of like open the door through bridge. So yeah. that's when I really started becoming close with God was in college. I love that. So I would like to know more about like that pivotal time when you made the transition of, you know, leaving Vermont and coming to Western, you could have very easily been like, I don't want to go to church. Like, I feel like I've been forced to do this and I just don't want to do that. Like, I'm going to go on my own. But you also made a decision to come to church and get in a small group. What was that like? And how did you make that decision? Yeah, so um, I ended up just kind of going to um, Bridge through a connection. And um, when I went there, I was just like, wow, this is such a different experience to what I'm used to. You know, we're not like, no one, you know, like sitting quiet and still and just standing up and sitting down and just kind of going through the, like the motions. This is more like there's college students my age. There's people I can be friends with here. Um, just kind of having that sense of community where I'm like, wow, these are like like-minded people or these are people that I would like to learn from or become, become more like. Um, and then just like worship was a big thing for me. Like, just in the Catholic church, more just like kind of hymns that are like super outdated and they're like, you know, 1800s and you can't really relate to them. It's like thou thee and all that stuff. Um, but then when you go to the bridge, you know, there's like worship's just so powerful because everyone, you can tell everyone's like really into it and praising God and you can just feel like the energy shift in the room and, you know, the songs you relate to, you know, it's like 
it's real. It's like, okay, these are all, you can see people are hurting. You can see they've had pastors. You can see that they're worshiping. You can just feel it. And so that's when I really was like, wow, this is somewhere where like, I want to be like, this is what it's supposed to be like. Mm -hmm. Carmen, do you feel like with having your sister already here when you came to campus that helped you get involved in church? Or do you feel like even if she wasn't there, you still would have made that decision? Um, I feel it definitely helped just to know that she had a great experience Mm -hmm. with the bridge and Mm -hmm. that um, we already made friendships and connections there. So it was definitely helpful. And I, I know I would get involved with the church even if she wasn't there, but I feel like I would have been more hesitant just to not really know anyone and like have to form a connection, I guess, on my own and also just like not knowing what the churches are like there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I definitely know like what bridge values already. And then um, everyone was so welcoming as well, which really helped and made me feel more at home. Yeah, I love that. And to Addison, I also just wanted to uh, mention that, like, you know, the step from going to the bridge and then small group, I can't exactly remember, like, what made me join small group. Um, but I definitely, like, remember just feeling like, I can't remember exactly who invited me, but I remember whoever that person was. It may have been you or it may have been, um, Emily, actually, you know, it may have been Emily Thurman, mm-hmm. I think, who kind of, like, opened that door for me. And I ended up going to the small group I didn't really know what to expect you know just because of like the experience with like religion class it was like completely different um it was just like so welcoming and everyone was so nice and sweet and you could tell that everyone just like really cared about you and as soon as people started talking you were like wow like I really have a lot more things in common or I'm going through the same things that like other people have gone through yeah. or are going through right now like I don't mm-hmm. have to feel like alone in this or you know we're all kind of going through similar things, which was just such a, it just makes me feel a lot more like at home and safe to actually like share yourself and share your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. So (laughs) you guys seem um, very close as sisters today, which is amazing. So have you guys always been like really close in your sisterhood or is that something that really developed like once you came to bridge? (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, we, didn't used to get along as well as we do now. I mean, we still have our moments, but definitely <laughs> character yeah. development, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also think that um, since we were always like going to the same high school and obviously living in the same house, we got on our nerve, got on each other's nerves a lot more. Mm-hmm. But when we went to school, and it was nice just to like we each had our home, our own <laughs> dorm, and our own area and just still being able to be close together but having that space really helped us and then as well as just going to church together and kind of both maturing on our own and maturing with our relationship with God as well I think just helped us kind of realize oh we're we're more alike than we used to be and we value the same things more so I think that helped us just kind of get along better because we definitely didn't used to at all (laughs) yeah absolutely Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, in high school, middle school, especially like, you know, middle school, those years, um, even early high school, you know, where you were going through a lot of stress and a lot of things and like, you know, both of us were. I had a follow up (laughs) question and I wanted to know, I know that not everybody has like a really strong relationship with their sister or 
a sisterhood that is like centered, that Christ is at the center. So what would y'all's advice be to maybe a pair of sisters that just doesn't get along, isn't on the same wavelength, or one of them may um, be following Christ and the other isn't? What would your advice be um, in that situation for that person? Um, I would say, I guess, just kind of have a conversation first Mm -hmm. and uh, agree to like put your struggles and your past relationship issues with your sibling aside and just um kind of form with like god in mind and that you know we're all trying to be more like him so putting Mm -hmm. away all like negative thoughts and those um comments that you might be thinking towards your sibling or anger anything Mm -hmm. just kind of put that aside for um I don't know, just some time to spend with God and trying to open up that like natural conversation that would definitely be tricky at first if you're not that close with your sibling. But I think over time for us, at least we've been just, we know that we've grown so much with God and with Mm -hmm. the bridge that it's become more natural. And it's, we both know that we both value God so much in our life, but I would say for maybe a sibling that doesn't believe yet, Um, That might be a little more tricky, but I think that just kind of opening the conversation is really helpful and also just kind of, I don't know, kind of teaching them maybe through experiences. You could say, well, I know that God has moved in my life through this and this and kind of just opening that conversation and sharing your personal experiences might be more helpful than, say, just sharing the gospel right away or using the gospel to, I guess, back up your experiences would also be helpful. I love that. Did y'all have a good relationship when Callista made the move from Vermont to Western and you were still in high school? Um, I would say it was getting better, but it's still, we still were getting on each other's nerves a lot and we both had a solid relationship with God yet. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have that conversation as much. So I would say, um, not, I mean, a good relationship, but like not as good as it is now. Yeah. And I would say too, um, I don't think we had like the coping skills necessarily, um, Mm -hmm. just in terms of once you become closer to God. Um, and of course, the closer you grow to God, you just kind of have that Holy spirit conviction. That's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I shouldn't do that. Or you say something, you're like, Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Or you instantly feel like checked. You're like, Oh, that was wrong. Oh, Mm -hmm. I gotta make that right. Kind of thing. Um, and so, Definitely, like, the closer you get to God, like, I feel like the the worse of a person you start to feel like, where things just kind of, you know, like, before you might have said, like, you know, we had a fight or something like that, or we got angry at each other, and then now it's, like, if we're, like, we, like, have a little fight or a disagreement, because then, of course, you know, like, as siblings, you're going to have disagreements sometimes, especially when you're living together, that's just how human, you know, that's just how it works, two imperfect people, um, but as soon as you like do something or even before you say anything you before you might have been like okay i'm gonna just walk away right now and i'm just like gonna storm off or whatever but then now that you know god you're like okay you have that on your mind all the time like okay what would god do what would jesus do Mm. and you're like all right just gonna like take a moment and just like go talk to god right now and figure out like what he wants me to say god what do you want me to do in this situation like i want to honor you i don't want to you know, hurt my siblings feelings right now. I don't want us to fight because that's not what you want us to do. You want us to love each other. And that's like, 
course, like the greatest commandment, you know, love God and love others like yourself. And so that's definitely like the closer you grow to God and the closer yeah. relationship you have with him, the more you're just naturally going to have that conviction. They're not because anyone's telling you to, but because you know what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Um, and so another thing too, that kind of made me think of that. Um, so if your sibling is not a Christian or doesn't have a relationship with God, um, you can't really expect them to act Christ-like because, you know, before Christ, you didn't exactly have that like check in your spirit or you didn't exactly have like the knowledge and the tools you get from God's word and just from spending time with God and his Holy Spirit. Um, so you can't, you know, expect unsaved people to act saved, but that's just mm. when you have to practice like grace and mercy, just like God did for us. Um, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone like, you know, sins and does things and falls short. So just remembering that, you know, I was there once too, and I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't like just give them space and time and just like love them, even though they're maybe not loving me right now. Yeah. I love that you just said you can't expect unsaved people to act saved. Mm-hmm. That was, ooh, I love that. It's a good reminder. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you. And I can't remember exactly who told me this, but it kind of stuck with me. Um, it was just like uh, people, like unsaved people, people who don't know God, they don't read the Bible, they read you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the only uh, that thinks <laughs> that's the only way that. Um, you know, people are really going to see the love of God is not by you like preaching at them and being like, okay, you need to do this. You need to repent. You need to get right with God. It's like, yeah, those things come naturally with time. They just come naturally with having a relationship with God. But the first step is really just showing people like who Jesus is and who God is and the love that they have for you. And the way, best way to do that is just being that example and being Mm -hmm. that light for them. They're going to be like, wow, like, why is this person treating me this way? Or, you know, why are they doing these nice things for me? And then they're going to start to kind of see God work through that and want to know more. No, I like that a lot. With that question, how are you guys able to be examples for each other Mm. in the light of Christ? Um, I would say just like continuing to encourage each other and also um, just seeing like how we both matured a lot and continue to, you know, help each other out each time and each that we're going through something. And instead of just giving each other like nonchalant advice, we really turn more towards the Bible and what it's telling us to do and what God would want us to do. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially when we're going through tough times. I've really noticed that recently. So that's just feels good to know that we're both heading in a better direction than we were in the past. Yeah. And I think just to like, in life, you know, you have high, everyone has highs and lows, good and bad times. Um, but one thing that I've kind of learned, you know, through Carmen and through myself is that even in the bad times, like God's still good. And mm-hmm. in the darkest times is when you see his light shine the brightest because mm-hmm. things are always like 100% good and it's always sunny out. You're never going to notice if like a light's on in your house, right? But if you're in like the dark and someone turns the light on you're like wow like I you know it's kind of like shocking a little bit um so I just think that even in like the hardest times I feel like that's when you feel and you see God the most um because you know it says he's near to the brokenhearted and even just through like our relationship as siblings um you know and 
your sibling is hurting or your family member is hurting, you're going through something, then like, you know, you just want to help in any way you can. And you just want to like love on them. But with God, I mean, just imagine how much more he loves us and how much more pure he's able to love us than just like us as flawed humans. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is kind of having a love of family is like, and support is just like nowhere near, you know, to the, to God and how much he loves us and wants the best for us. So I think God kind of just has used as we've grown closer, just like kind of shining a light on like how much he loves us through how much we're able to like support each other and help each other through hard times. That's really good. When you went to Western Calista, were you guys close or what did your relationship look like? Um, So for the first two years, I would say like we probably weren't like as close, but it definitely, I feel like we needed this space for our relationship to grow. Like Carmen talked about, um, you grow a lot as a person from high school to college, yeah. mm-hmm. even after graduate, I feel like I've grown like so much, like, like I don't even like really know who I was freshman year compared to now, like I'm a completely <laughs> different person. Yeah. And so I feel like those two years just to kind of like, like we'd see each other in the summer, we'd see each other over breaks, or if I like came home and surprised my family, we'd see each other then. But it was, you know, it kind of that that time just to kind of like grow as individuals and grow with God before we could have like a healthy sibling relationship. Yeah. Um, and then through college, you know, we both the last two years that I w- I've been there, we've just grown closer um, and become more of like friends and siblings which has been really nice. And again, we have our own space, but then like, I know if I ever needed it, like I could go see Carmen and like, she'd go see me. Yeah. We get ice cream or we could just like do something fun just to get like a mind off of like stress from school or just like any other type of situation that um, we needed support in. I love that. Okay. So how do you guys in your sibling relationship how do you encourage each other and challenge each other to be more like Christ? I feel like we just have our own strengths and weaknesses. Um, and some of them are definitely the same, but some of them, you know, are different, which is good because, you know, there's certain things that I'm really not like good at, but I'm just that naturally better at. Um, and there's things that Carmen is naturally better at than me, especially in terms of like our walk with God. Like there's certain areas that she's really strong in. And then there's areas that I'm not as strong in and vice versa. Where we're kind of like help each other. Um, and we've also had different life experiences too. I mean, we're alike and have very similar stories in a lot of ways. Um, but there are certain areas where she's gotten to experience different things and have wisdom in. And there are certain things that I've gone through that I have different set of wisdom in. And um, I think it's just something where like there are mistakes that, you know, both of us have made that we look back on and we're like, oh, you know, I wish I hadn't done that or I wish I could go back and do that differently. But, you know, I can go and teach people like, Hey, you know, do as I say, not as I do kind of thing. Um, And then also just being able to challenge each other in the areas that were like where one's weak, the other is strong kind of thing. Um, And so that's probably where we challenge each other the most is just through our different personalities and strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I'd also say that um, the second semester just barely 
before we came back home, we both um, kind of jumped out a little bit with our confidence and she had a small group that I was part of and my friends are part of and we kind of co-taught it a little bit um, with just a couple of our friends and that really helped us both kind of stay on top of what we really need to do and we picked um, you know verses or uh, passages in the Bible that we wanted to focus on and I think that since we both were on the same page and we both were constantly reminding each other and encouraging each other um, to be prepared for the small group really helped us um, help each other stay accountable and just understand that, you know, we're both going through our, our own struggles and like small group was just kind of a light for us and was able to really just help us be like, okay, this is what's going on, but we're here and God's here and we're here to encourage each other and help each other through all the experiences that we're having, good or bad. So that was, I think, a good moment for us just to grow together and with God too. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a built-in best friend? <laughs> uh, sometimes. <laughs> I can like already yeah. see it knowing Calista. I can see her like I mean, as asking the questions and her looking at you and then like like side oh. eye and like laughing. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, um, you know, all jokes aside, like of course, you know, it's real. It's like having a sister is a blessing because it's not like a friend where you know you're you might grow apart or you might like you know go your separate ways and you might not see each other for a while. But when it's your sibling, you know, you kind of you kind of stuck with them. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so yeah and it, it is cool just being able to like you know just because we're siblings we've seen each other grow up like grew up together and stuff like that so we know basically like everything about the other person whereas a friend you might only be there for one season of your friend's life or you may only see like you know them in certain situations I love that so much what would you tell a pair of sisters that is maybe in a hard place where they aren't talking, they aren't close, and they're just not in each other's lives? Hmm. I mean, that's definitely tough. Um, I guess it depends on, like, serious um, or how long it's been. Um, just speaking off our own the times, you know, where, like, we haven't talked for, like, a week over something that was really um just like an argument or disagreement um we definitely had our our fair share of um agreements especially like in middle school or um where we just like you know just didn't get along um and I think just like I said like if it if one of you is like Christian, that's when you can be like you know praying for the other person or just kind of praying for God to reveal like and open your eyes to the things that you're doing wrong um that you may not even be noticing and just kind of like revealing how you're making the other person feel because in the moment like you're only focused on like your own feelings and you kind of tunnel vision to like only see like your hurt and your things that you know things that they did to hurt you and that's just kind of a natural reaction I think to have but then like as time goes on or just through prayer and asking God and growing closer to God, like, God, like, please reveal, like, 
my heart, please reveal their heart. Please let me see things from their point of view and understand them. Like even if I don't understand them, help me to just love them the way that you do. And I know that you're going to help work things out in your perfect timing um, and just work in their life as well as your heart. Um, so I guess that would be my advice is just go to God and you may not always understand the other person and what mm-hmm. they're going through or how they're hurting. But I think, you know, just the most majority of arguments, especially in times when you're not talking, um, are kind of rooted in like yourself and how like your own hurt that you're experiencing on both sides of things. And so I think just again, just going to God and helping him and like having him help you um, see and understand the other person and love them through his strength and not just your own is um, probably the best approach to that. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And I would just say um, a lot of prayer because prayer is just so powerful and it's really going to help you feel better about the situation as well, knowing that you're putting it in God's hands and his timing. And also just, it might also help to have another Christian come in and help the situation and help you grow closer and just know that, you know, God's going to love you no matter what. And obviously as um, if you have a good relationship with your sibling or not a good relationship with your sibling, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to want what's best for them as well. So just keeping that in mind to kind of keep the peace in your relationship and the conversations that you'll need to have um, as well. I love that so much. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast yes, and talking about you. sisterhood. Um, we love you all. Thanks for having us. Yes. yes. Stay tuned for, for Flavor of the Week. Hey, y'all. It's time for Flavor of the Week. So to get us started, we're going to get started with our guests, Carmen and Callista. So you guys, what are your Flavor of the Weeks? Um, so my flavor of the week would be this book I've been reading. It's called One You Then God, but there's arrows that point to it. So it's really One God Then You. And it's um, Seven Things That God Is Waiting to Do in Your Life by Rusty George. And I've been reading this for a couple months now. um, And I just barely finished this weekend. And the last chapter is called When You Place Your Hope in God and Then God Will Give You Hope. Actually, it might be the second to last. But um, that chapter really helped me just understand more of like what I'm doing that isn't really helpful. So, for instance, um, it says on page 176 that um, when people say like everything happens for a reason, which I tend to say a lot, it's really you should be saying nothing can happen that God cannot redeem. Mm-hmm. So um, that quote has really stuck out for me this week, especially just being like, OK, I don't need to stress out as much. I don't need to worry about all these things because no matter what, um, God is going to fix every situation and bring the light and the goodness out of it. So mm-hmm. I would say that is my top um thing from this week and it's just I don't know helping me kind of realize how to view my situations I'm going through and bring the light of God into them I love that that's so good so my flavor of the week is New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp and um 
shout out to Lauren Hyde for giving me this devotional <laughs> um, because it has really, really helped for my faith. And it's the first time I've actually had a devotional where like I really connect to it and like every single page mm. just like speaks to my circumstance or speaks to something that I'm going through or something that I'm hoping to become better at. Um, it just does a really good job of convicting and just helping you trust God and building a relationship with Him. Um, one thing that I have kind of been thinking on this week and really stuck out to me from this book is um, where do you place your hope? Um, it kind of makes me think back to uh, Matthew six thirty three through um, 34. Um, but seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has its own trouble of its own. And this just kind of reminds me that, you know, in times when you're worried about, you know, like, especially post-grad life, where you're like, all right, where am I going to live? What's the next step? Like, I have a plan right now, but like, is this what God really wants me to do? Um, Just because there's so many opportunities and so many paths I can take, like, it's kind of overwhelming sometimes, like, the right path that God wants for me. Yeah. Um, but then just stepping back and being like, you know what? Like my hopes in God, I thought had the same exact thought when I was picking a college to go to. I was like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to go, if I'm going to be able to afford to go here, if I'm going to like it here. Um, you know, I'd like to go really far away, but what if I don't? Like all these what ifs. Um, and just remembering that like, you know, I was planning on going to probably like UVM, which is like our college in Vermont. And I never thought like in high school or like middle school or anything like that. If you told me I was going to go to Cullowee, North Carolina, I would have been like, <laughs> where is that? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and I've always dreamed about going to North Carolina and like living there. And I love it so much, but I just didn't know that, that door was going to be open to me. Mm-hmm. And just out of nowhere, like I was praying about it. And I was just like, God, I don't know if I can afford to go out of state. In state at Vermont is like 35000 a year. Out of state anywhere is like sixty k. Like this is a lot. I don't even know what I want to do. And then just one day, like an ad for Western came on my computer and I was like, okay, this is kind of random, but it's kind of stupid. But I was like, oh, purple is my favorite color. Maybe that's a sign. (laughs) And so I clicked on it and, you know, we were coming down to Charleston on vacation and we just kind of looped by. And, you know, that was just something that God just dropped in my lap that I didn't plan. I didn't like really... I didn't really like do it on my own. It was just like right there when I needed it. Mm. And thanks. Yeah. So there's just like, I just know that like, you know, he's providing for me right now. Like I have a great job and, you know, this great family and friends. And I just have so much support and love, mm-hmm. but like in a couple of months, you know, I'm going to be out on my own and I'm going to be in a new work place and just kind of taking that next exciting step but then there's no reason to worry about it because I just know that like God's got me and he's provided for me in the past and he's going to keep providing for me in the future. And if that's where my hope is placed and I trust him, then like, you know, there's nothing to worry about. And just for everyone out there, like no matter what season in life you are right now, there's no reason to worry about the future. And if you do start worrying about the future, just like look back and all the times that he's provided for you again and again and again even when you didn't plan for it or you didn't like know what's going to come of it or anything like that. I mean, God's provided and showed up every single time. So he's not going to, you know, his promise, he's not going to leave you or forsake you. Um, and he's going to do everything for your good. And if it's not good right now, then like he's not done with it. 
even if you can't see it. What about you, Addison? Mine is actually a thread if you're new, if you're on that for social media. And it's um, at the real Brittany Dawn. She said, Paul was happy in prison. Eve was unhappy in paradise. Happiness is more about perspective than possessions. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What about you, Lily? Mm -hmm. Mine is the song Broken Halos by For King and Country. I love them. (laughs) Love it. Well, that is all for this week. Thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.